Welcome to the 40th episode of the Invincibly Supermassive comic book podcast of stuff. I'm Tony Guerrero, editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com. And with me is Mr. Busy Man of September and always Brian Pucciolato. Hello there. I apologize to all you people who are tired of me on this show. Well, you haven't been on in... It's, it's been a little while, I think. Yeah. I'm definitely tired of you when I sit next to you. See, David Wall, who's sitting next to me, is tired of me being on the show, and in general. So Yeah, more in general. Yeah, I'm trying to think. When was the last time? Actually, you were on episode 34, I believe, was the last time you were on. So and what number are we now? We're on now on 40. Okay. So, so see, Joshua Hale Fielkov is keeping it within five. So he's got you beat there. Um, I will beat his ass if he tries to catch up with me he might you better watch out so i want to talk about this book called the black bat let's do it so issue four is on sale and by the time people are listening to this issue five should be like what, a couple weeks out i don't know the exact date it's i think it's a first week book mm, maybe um, you know dates what? You know me in dates. Well, uh, also, no no offense, but sometimes Dynamite doesn't always put the dates out. I wouldn't take offense of that. Well, I mean, I mean not you. No offense to them, because I know, you know that's not really you. It is, uh, you see, I, I look up the Black Bat number five. It just says September 2013. And this is, this is on Dynamite's website, too. You hear that phone? I do hear that phone. I'm not picking it up, so it's going to ring a few more times. Yeah, so all, all the official websites just says September. So I, I guess they maybe they do that in case like the the writer gets a little delayed or falls behind that's, schedule. That's been done, so there's no delays. I don't know, maybe there is none. Okay, so sometime so. in September is issue five. Yes, and what the solicit says, and you can tell me if this is still the case. Okay. The Black Bat's loyalty to Carol and his mystery benefactors are put to the test when he is ordered to team up with a foe from his past. That's absolutely correct. Also, Snate's suitcase bomb is on the move, putting hundreds of lives in danger. That is also correct. All right. That's like one of the rare times the solicit actually matches. And you know what? I have no one to blame but myself because I write them. Oh, so this is all you? So the mistakes in the past and the accurate version are also me. But that's yeah. on, on Black Bat you're talking about, not... On uh, Black Bat, yes. The, the ones they come up with the DC, like, I don't know who writes them. We'll, we'll get to that later. Um, so the Black Bat, let's, let's inform people. So we, we um, saw more of his background. So he was a, uh, a lawyer dude, and he kind of fell into the wrong crowd, taking some blood money working for some not-so-nice people. Defending corrupt and corrupt people and criminals, yes. 
And then, then one day he's like, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. And they didn't really like that. Right. They wanted him to uh, finger a witness, and uh, he refused to do that. So uh, he ends up getting his eyes cut out. It's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's unfortunate for him. Yeah. But then okay. he gets paved way for his redemption. Go ahead. He gets gets rescued, um, in in a way, and cooks up with some some people with with uh, resources. Yes. And they they help him out and fix him, and now he's got new eyes. I guess he has special eyes. Yes, yeah. he can see in uh, infrared and in uh, all kinds of other ways. And then he's got a new, nice costume. He does. And, and he's on a quest to right the wrongs. Uh, it's a redemption quest. He's uh, let a lot of people go free with his uh, evil lawyering. So now he wants to take those guys off the streets. And uh, there's a main bad guy named uh, Oliver Snate who's pulling the strings and who is the dude that cut out his eyes. And so that's his ultimate goal. And uh, in the short term, there's also uh, a bunch of cops that have been kidnapped and missing for a month. And there is also a suitcase bomb that is on the move. On it by itself. Does it have like arms and legs? Well, somebody's moving it. <laughs> you got to read the book. It's a little bomb. Hey, I'm a suitcase bomb. Like, that's like, not how they talk. like, like, like I was saying, like, the, what's what's the, the the towel's name from South Park? Towelie or something. I believe that the suitcase bomb sounds like Halle Berry, so it would be like, I'm a suitcase bomb. And that's it. That's all it says. Mm-hmm. So, Watch me throw. So what I like, I mean, you know, people know I like this book because I've, I've reviewed a couple of issues. And Jen reviewed, I don't know if she's reviewed one or two issues because there's only been four out. Um so what what I like so it, it's it's basically you in a sense you could call it a superhero book. I'm a little hesitant to call it a superhero book because it isn't really. Yeah, in opinion, it's not. It's a book. It's sort of what I. It's it's a pulp. It's a noir, but it's also a modern take on uh, vigilantism. 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 Tism. I think. Vigilantismisms. So yeah. yeah, you got this guy. He's wearing a costume. He's got a cape, but it's not like he's in a Marvel universe. It's like you know, there's not like other people flying around and and stuff like that. So that's yeah, what I like that you're 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 kind of keeping it real, rural. Well, obviously it's fiction, and so you know there there are liberties taken, and and uh, you know disbelief has to be suspended. Oh, yeah. uh, but uh, I'm trying to make it more of a realistic, uh, you know, telling. Of, uh, of a vigilante and what it's like to be one and what it's like to live in a world uh, with one. Um, there, you know, there are no superpowers in this world. There's, there, there are no other heroes. Um, only uh, a, a talking suitcase bomb. Only the talking suitcase bomb with Halle Berry's voice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, there'd be very little chance you'll see a crossover with my version of Black Bat. Um, it's sort of like an alternate universe version because I know in Masks he appears... But that's not the that's not the version that I'm uh, writing. Yeah, cause, uh, I, I'll, I I wanted to read masks because I, I, I picked up like the first couple issues, but then it, it it just I it never happened, and then I you know fell behind. So did that ever come up? Like when when you started because that came out first. Yes. And then did they they say hey 
do you just want to do this on your own? Do you want to carry it on from here? Because let, let me just tell you that I, I wrote issue one in April of 2012. So I wrote I wrote uh, my plan for the Black Bat and the issue a long time ago. So uh, I don't know what stage Masks was in. I didn't really know anything about it, know of it. Uh, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty basically. You're pretty. <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't. You know, you know me. I don't keep. I don't keep tabs on a lot of the goings on in the comic world because I'm already, I'm always writing in my head and mm-hmm. I'm a jerk. So I didn't I didn't know anything about masks at the time. Well, that's fine. I mean, I I almost think I mean it's it's better. Obviously, it, it's better that way because you know it, it gives your character more unique feeling and you don't have to worry about that because like that's a problem with like Dark Knight Rises. You know, and everyone's saying, oh, could could that movie fit into like the DC cinematic universe if they ever make one? But if if that were the case, then it's like, where the heck were any of the other heroes when this entire city is being held captive by terrorists and, you know, all that stuff like that? So it's, They were it, on Rival 9. I guess. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's just easier when you're, you know, self-contained. You know, you, mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to worry about what, what's going on over there and that. So, I agree. So, so it's, but also, the type of story I was telling, I didn't, I didn't want... I didn't want. I don't want to cross over. I like like. There's a point that I'm making that hopefully, uh, uh, when you read the whole story, I will have made it about about you know comic book heroes and and vigilantes and you know the masked guy who um, takes the law into his own hands for the you know the quote unquote greater good. Like I have a point to make, and uh, so hopefully, uh, seeing the the series through will will, will uh, people understand what I was going for and enjoy it. You know. Unfortunately, not enough people are reading it, so I have to implore uh, all the kitties out there to uh, buy the book. People like it; it's entertaining. Yeah. Well gone. See, see, the problem is what what happens sometimes where you know people wait for the trades, and what they don't realize that in in some cases, you know that 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 could be a problem. You know, especially when you know it, it's it's not a character that is like a household name. You know. Not many people you know, remember the Black Bat because he kind of you know fell into obscurity. Sure. So you know they, they may say, well, you know, yeah, you know that, that Brian guy, he's he, he's he's an okay guy, and so so maybe I'll, I'll check this and out. He's pretty. But he's pretty. But you know, <laughs> 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 now I'm just thinking about um, uh, uh, Scott Lobdell. Um, you haven't seen it yet uh, in in one of those After Mind videos. He commented about you and in, in your bald head, so you, you have to ch- you have to check that out. Am I going to have to go at him? Am I going to have to? You have to watch the video because it it's, he he name dropped you during his segment. Okay, is it's, it's it'll it'll be a uh, well, comic book spoilers. Is, is this going to be like part of like comic book beefs? So you starting a new segment? Hey, he he started it, man. No, I'm, I'm asking you. Did you are you fanning the flames right now? You want like a beef? You want me to like go back at? Scott Lobdell and his wonderful clothing. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get you to, to watch my videos. Oh, so yeah, see, now, now you have a reason. So it, it, it'll be the one about comic book spoilers. I don't know if you remember answering that question about the comic book spoilers, but whether or not they help or harm your books. I don't remember what I answered. I don't, you know, I don't remember what happened yesterday. Yeah, that was that was that. That's the thing is, it, you know, it was back in July, and we're like almost in September now. Oi. Or Butch Timber, as I call it. Yeah. 
or Septembuch. I think it's Septembuch. I don't know about that. I think September sounds better because your name's like front and center. I know, but you don't know that it takes place in September if it's Buchtember. But if it's sem- Septembuch, but then you, you know when it takes place. But you got Tember in there. What other yeah. month has Tember? See? I guess that's true. Yeah, see? That's what I'm here for. All right. I guess, <laughs> I guess so. I mean, right. the, December is close, but it doesn't have the T in there. Right. So I think you say Timber. That way you own it. Your name's at, at the beginning. Okay. So. You know what? You've sold me on this. So there you go. So make up the banners. I will. You know, for, for, the, for, the, for the boat. I don't know who's, who's, who's providing that. It's not me. I mean, no one's providing the boat yet, sadly. I don't know what's going on with this, my Booch Cruise for my birthday and Timber. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, because I, I I remember people were talking about it. I know. Cause I, I think Kyle was talking about it. Jen, Jim McCann. You know what? If they're listening, you guys have let me down. And I, I think I think you brought it up recently, and I didn't see any responses. So what I don't know. If, I know people people have decided that I'm not worth a cruise. They're like, whoop! I'm not on Twitter right now. I I missed that tweet. That's fine. You know, I'm gonna have a party anyway. Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna have a party, and my real friends are gonna help me put it together. And the theme will be Boots Cruise, but it'll be landlocked. Yeah. And uh, you're welcome to bring you and your friends. You, you, sh- you know w- w- what would make it really cool is if you did it in Portland, like September 20th. No. See? Because I'd be there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to import all my friends. Well, not? Make it special. Then that well, way you can see. The second week of September here, and then you can fly yourself out here. I don't know. We'll see about that. I'm flying so much, man. Ask your wife. <sighs> it's it's crazy. I'm like a traveling man. How that, that song goes. You're uh, racking up the frequent flyer miles. Actually, I, I should get frequent flyer miles. I don't have frequent flyer miles. That's ridiculous. Well, because the thing, you know, I, I've never done frequent flyer miles because I, I don't usually stick to one airline. You yeah. Know, you, well, you, recently, Recently, I have uh, moved to one airline because I, I want st- I've flown so much that I need to do it. So I've started this process of requiring frequent flyer miles. I should do it, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Okay, so basically, we're back to Black Bat. People should buy it because it's awesome. It's well drawn, well colored, and it's written pretty well as well. That's mm-hmm. a lot of wells, but there and there, I think there actually might be a well in there. No, there's no well. Really? Oh well, like a well of water. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it well. What else? Uh, so, um, let's, let's see. Was that the last page? Okay. So you, you end things. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the ending to see if that helps. Okay. No, we're not going to spoil the ending. So, I mean, but it ends in a, ends pretty crazy. Well, I'll spoil it a little bit. Uh, he gets shot in issue four. How about that? And then he's, how's he going to be in issue five? It wasn't fatal. Spoiler. Spoiler. But you can see that it's not fatal. The shot in the comic is not fatal. Well, that that's not always the case. I mean, sometimes someone gets shot and it's like... Yes. You, you can't ever tell. And, I know you can get shot in the leg and bleed out. And in real life, gunshots uh, are can be way more deadly. But it's comic books. Yeah. Nobody gets shot in the shoulder in comics and bleeds out. Yeah, Although I mean, maybe I should do that. Make it more real. Keep it realer. Keep it rural. I can't even talk that way. Yeah, I can't either. So, 
I mean, it's, it's great stuff. Well, thank now, you. How do you feel about like the multiple covers? Um, I, I know it's something that Dynamite does, and that they they try to you know get people to you know the stores to buy more copies, and it's something that they have to do. So I'm not against it. You know, I mean, you do what you can. Otherwise, you know, a lot of times these books don't get printed, or they, the the runs get cut short. Like how how awful would it be if I couldn't finish telling the story that I've laid out? You know, that'd be really awful. It would. I don't you know. know. So now, did they send you? I'm assuming they send you comps. Of your year, yeah, I don't get all the covers. Like there's like a one in fifty, or there's like a one out of fifty cover, or a one in twenty five. I don't know. There's one cover I definitely didn't get of issue one. Thanks, Nick. Jeez, the most rare one I didn't get a copy of, and <laughs> used my artwork for the cover. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, you don't need that. Now, do you actually keep them? I give them to, to like my loved ones. But see, so you don't even keep them. Yeah, but I give them out to those I love. You didn't give any to me. There you go. Well, so if I, you were around when I had them, I would give you them. I had to had to buy them like like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I say I when I when I get it, I, I you know it's, it's on my pull list at the comic store, so I just I get whatever cover they they give me. But I you know usually right. it's not going to be the rare one. But when there's cause sometimes there's I think issue five looks like there's only two covers. Yeah. But, but sometimes there's like four covers. And it's just. It's like too many decisions. Right. And you know what? I mean, I think, unfortunately, I think two covers versus four covers, probably the sales get affected, you know? Maybe. But it's still, when you're, you're talking, you know, three ninety nine a comic, you know, that's like, like the average price now these days. And it's like, I, I wonder how many people are still buying multiple covers. I, I know there are people, you know, the completionists. It's a gimmick that works, man. I mean, I'm not judging people for it. Like, hey, you know what? I need people to buy the comics that I uh, that I write. Otherwise, I won't have a job. So, yeah. what am I going to say about it? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's it's interesting when. See, I I almost I almost like it when you do have a when they're in equal amounts, because that way it's like, oh, I really like this artist. I really want that cover. Versus when it's like like oh you got to pay you know fifteen bucks for this or you know twenty bucks or but, you know, that's also a way for the um, the retailer to recoup some money they can order extra copies and and take a chance on a book because they know they have that one guy in the store who will buy the twenty dollar version you know so that helps them buy extra copies that hopefully they can get out to people and uh, drum up interest so yeah you know like, like the one in two hundred for true copies which I I I, I I joked with you before about that, like with the the Flash, one in two hundred covers. Yes, because it's like they they took your your work off of it. It's okay. You know, so you spent all that time in coloring. I got paid for it. And then they're like like erase. Well, <laughs> it's a chance for Francis's amazing ink washes to shine through, so people can stop giving me credit for his work. Like that one cover that you didn't want to take credit for. Well, that, no, that's a different story. But well, you know, a lot of times people assume that that watercolor look uh, is my coloring when it isn't. All right. So um, all day every day. What? So all day every day. All day every day. Yep. Okay. So uh, let's talk about the Flash. Yes. So um, first of all, we, so we just had the annual that came out. We did, and we that collected. was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. So today, um, 
What do you want to say about the annual? I want to say that I'm really happy that uh, people uh, seem to like embrace my take on Hal and Barry. You know, um, it was really it was fun to write. It was a challenge to write a story that I think deserved to be the first um, meeting of the two guys, and I feel like I did that. And I feel like, uh, uh, by and large, people agreed with me. And uh, they people, you know, I put in a bunch of funny moments, you know. Uh, and uh, people seem to respond to it. Like the the humorous elements uh, were received well. The, I think the jokes hit. Uh, the art was amazing. The coloring was amazing. And I did let it be known in DC that I would love the opportunity to do either an ongoing or a mini series. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to me, but I did put it out there. So uh, anyone who liked the annual, cross your fingers for me. I mean, because I, I put that out there too. Because I mean, I I think it'd be great. Uh, just. The, the way you set it all up and, and it almost like it had a different feel to it. And again, it, it, I, you know, I, I mentioned in a review for the black bad, it's just the way you wrote the dialogue. It, it, it had a more realistic feel to it where, you know, cause in comic books, a lot of times if, if you read the dialogue out loud, it, it, it's, you know, very corny or cliche because that's just the nature of it. And you know, sometimes it has to be like, yeah. a lot of times what people don't realize is that dialogue has to be changed at the last minute to explain something that maybe the art is not clear or somebody who's picking up the book for the first time, maybe they don't know this, this fact. So at the end of, of every process of writing, when we get the lettering proofs, there's always cases where we have to explain stuff that make the dialogue sound less natural but give you the information, the exposition that you, that, you know – that some people will need. So it's a balancing act. And uh, sometimes, you know, you're more successful than others. So, I mean, but yeah, it, it was great. And with, with the idea of, you know, cause we have Batman and Superman, you know, we have that, that title, then we're going to have Superman and Wonder Woman. So it's, it, it, it almost like makes sense. It's like, why not, you know, if, 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 and I don't know really what, what DC's, you know, marketing goals or plan, whatever they are, you know, when, when they're, trying out the because I, I think they are taking some risks with some of the books they put out you know with the, the different waves or whatever and and that that's great you know if you get some interesting books some of them work some of them don't work but it seems like it would just make sense let's pair up like two you know really cool characters and, and just, they, have a, they have a great chemistry together yeah and you know but then there's there's also it's like who would work better Hal and Barry or Hal and Ollie because, you know, they had their own series before. But I was thinking in New 52, I mean, there is no relationship really there. Okay, well, I think it would be, be better to write a Hal, a Hal and Barry story because they, they're both pretty powerful. And so they, they can face sort of higher level baddies. I have a real problem with the Green Arrow. Like what could he do that Green Lantern can't do? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. yeah, you go ahead and shoot your little bow and arrow. I'll make a green cannon blast. See, I mean? Now it's almost like you're trying to start a fight with, with Jeff Lemire. I am. He's taller than me, but I think uh, I'm scrappy. <laughs> I, cause I, that was a series that I always was kind of perplexed by, that you know, you, you, you team up those two characters in Green Lantern and Green Arrow. It's like, okay, they're both green. I get that. It's the green team. Yeah, but that's another series. So the thing about 
I mean, the thing about Hal and Barry is that, you know, one guy is like the, you know, the more, you know, the more wild and, and uh, sort of footloose and fancy free guy. And one guy's, you know, obviously the more straight man, the more, you know, grounded, uh, maybe uh, the less, less of a risk taker. And I think they complement each other really well. My question to you is, would you call it uh, Green Lantern, Flash, Flash, Green Lantern, or would you call it the Brave and the Bold? Uh, I, I think you would want to – I think you would have to use their names as, as far as, you know, if it'd be Green Lantern or Flash or Flash, Green Lantern. I don't know about that. Um, but the problem with calling it just a brave and a bold, mm-hmm. that's, that's almost a, a little more generic. I mean, there, there's been, you know, different incarnations of the brave and the bold, you know, different volumes. Right. And the good thing about that is if DC really wanted to, they could go back to the original formula and then just say, okay, you know, we ran out of, you know, Hal and Barry stories or, you know, people aren't quite digging it. We're going to throw in two other characters. Right. So, you know, they would have that freedom, but then it, it goes back to the problem, you know, looking at it from a retailer's, you know, perspective. I, I think one of the reasons why DC Universe Presents didn't work is because, you know, you're constantly getting different characters taking the lead in the title. Mm-hmm. So retailers can't order the same amount. You know, if, if they're ordering, you know, 50 copies or 100 copies, they can't do that month after month because it's, it's really going to depend on what character is in that book. So right. the same could be with the brave and the bold, you know, people, if, if you had Hal and Barry, you, you could know what your audience would be, like, how many issues you should order. But then if right. all of a sudden they're going to switch it and, you know, sometimes things happen the last minute, the solicits are wrong and, you know, they, they might put two characters that people don't care about. Then they're like, I don't want these books. And then the retailers get burned and then they're going to be ticked off. And so I, I think having, Green Lantern and Flash lets people know what they're getting. Right. And, and that way, you know, it's, it's not going to be like this big mystery where, you know, yeah, you could look at the cover, but, you know, I, I just think that. As far as who comes first, uh, I, I almost, I'm trying to think who has better name recognition. Well, Green Lantern sells more than Flash, I'll tell you that. I mean, he, he had a movie which thankfully didn't, affect his sales i guess and you know, people don't hold it against him right and but then when you, you look at like the the dc original movies they just did a movie you know for the flashpoint paradox that's true you know, which which basically started to flash yes and which you were on the, the blu-ray as well i know with with a lot of makeup on like man they they put a lot of makeup on me <laughs> i can imagine yeah, so so was there like like tons of lights yeah. in like the whole shebang? Yeah, there was, but I just feel like I, I look unnatural in in the uh, in the video. I mean, you you don't want to be all shiny, and you know, like well, I do want to be shiny, a big bright shining star. But but then people are trying to watch, it and there's a big glare on the screen. And they're like like, who is this? I see this big white light. I'm blind. I, I can't watch the rest. I'm just glad that I didn't sound that stupid because you know, like there was the risk of me sounding like an idiot when they keep cutting to Jeff Johns. You know, telling, telling his stories and giving his opinions, which are based off of like way more uh, information and intimate knowledge of the characters. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. but I mean, I, I, you did a great job. I thought. I mean, you appreciate it. You knew what you're talking about, and as as you should, since you are writing now, The Flash. 
I also disparaged um, Captain Boomerang, who I hate. And I, I think and Jeff was going on about how much he loves the character. So there, so there's that. And he's like, he's on my door in my office. No, no, he likes Captain Cold. No, he loves Captain. Oh yeah, Cold. that's right, Captain Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he said Boomerang. Okay. Um, straight. I, yeah. well, I'm not really listening to what you're saying. No. Okay. <laughs> but you did also rip on the the cosmic treadmill. I did. Which is like what? I know that's that's sacred ground for Flash fans. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I ha- I'm allowed to have my opinion. I don't know. We had, we had a treadmill in ours. Barely. So. We had it. I don't know if you are allowed to have your opinion. Not on the internet. People always tell you. No, if people are allowed to hate me and and flame me on the internet, I'm allowed to have my opinion. See, they're allowed to have an opinion, but other people aren't. That's the way it works. Mm. Well, then the interweb is broken. Maybe. All right, so to Flash. um, So Flash 23 comes out, will come out next week when people are listening to this. So uh, let's see. The Flash makes a desperate play to save Iris from Reverse Flash, who is not called Reverse Flash in the book. And you can't be sure who will be left standing by this issue's end. This is true. And it looks I, like neither I, of them are standing because they're like... End up, um, they'll end up seated um, Native American style in a circle. Well, they're, they're almost kind of intimate on the cover. It's like re- Reverse Flash is like straddling Barry almost. And your point is what? They're not standing. They're like getting intimate. They're, well, they're like laying you know down. What? Sometimes you, know, you don't know a man until you fought him. Is that, that what you call it? Quote unquote fought. Well, you know, there's different types of fighting. All right. So that comes out. And then we got September, Spooch-tember, which is also Villains Month, which I guess is fitting. Uh, it's fitting that my month is also Villains Month? I guess. That's probably why he picked it. Hmm. Um, jumping ahead a bit. So on September 11th is Wait. The Flash 23.2. We'll get to point one in just a second. Is point two, and I, and I, I'm, I'm sh- I imagine there might be some stuff that y- you can't, like really talk about, you know, if they don't want you to get, I don't know what DC wants if they don't want you getting specifics, but is this, cause it's, it says it's the untold origin of reverse flash. So is this where we not, find out everything told anymore? It's going to be told. Now my, my question, what I'm getting at is, is this story all like, is this, this going to carry over from issue 23 or is it going to be like issue 23? It's like, okay, now you got to wait till October to, to carry on the story. Well, let's just say that, that uh, the, the, uh, the Villain Month Reverse Flash 23.2 directly relates to, um, to the Reverse Flash arc. Um, yeah, because this is the issue that, that you and Francis, and Francis is doing art for this one, correct? No, not, no. Oh, then the solicitor is wrong. Scott Hepburn, for scheduling reasons, it couldn't be. Okay. Um, Scott Hepburn is doing the art. Um, but... Uh, Look, it's a story. Obviously, villain months are not supposed to have, uh, you know, uh, not supposed to be focused on the heroes. So it's villain months. So it's about Reverse Flash. But uh, we managed to find a way to have the origin of, of uh, Reverse Flash uh, tied directly into uh, the arc we're doing. Now, who who's was it? Like an editorial thing to, to make this? Because there's, is there 
three or there's three different books, right? There are three Flash related books. Okay. Yeah. So whose decision was to make Reverse Flash the second one, the point two, and not the point one or the point three? You know what? I think that was a scheduling thing. I don't know why they chose that, to be honest. Like, I have no idea like, why they said Grodd is this week, Rogues are this week, and this is that. I have no idea. No I mean, idea. If I were to look at it, I mean, I, I think it would kind of make sense. It's like, you know, because since this does have a tie to, you know, issue, the regular series, the arc, so it's like, you know, kind of put it right in the middle. So that way, you know, they'll get 23.1, which comes out the week. Which is Grodd 23.1? Yes. So that's September 4th. Um, so let's see. It says Grodd believes. I think I read this before on the air. See, DC's website won't let me read the full solicit with all these social media buttons. Social so, media. So it says Grodd believes he was destined something, something bearer of light. He was destined to be the bearer. Be, yes. Until the flash, something, 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 period. Exactly. What will Grodd do now that the Flash has disappeared? I, I can't re- read the first two lines. What will oh, Grodd do now that the Flash has disappeared with the rest of the world's heroes? Con- Conquest. So here's the other thing. Okay, Conquest is on the horizon as the world becomes forever evil. Bum, bum, now, I don't know, if, and, and I'm not. I guess I'm not asking you directly because I don't know what's been revealed. If there's been any like official statement or interviews so forever evil it's like i'm not even sure when that that first issue comes out but the way what i'm gathering from this and because this is in september unless it's see i don't think it's gonna happen and i'm kind of talking to myself here (laughs) i don't think it's happening in trinity war but you know you see all this stuff about the heroes disappearing but i don't think that's happening in like in the issue 23s this month since you know we're we're almost done with august so it it almost feels like september is jumping forward a little bit because there's no heroes and it's all the villains and then i i don't know this seems kind of crazy i wish i had an answer for you yeah i mean i maybe dc doesn't have an answer i guess it's just going to but I mean, I, I've been seeing this this more and more, whether it's intentional here or not. Where you know you you get you kind of jump in the middle of the story, or like in the first quarter of the story, and then it kind of backtracks, and you see you know how things. Well, I think you know if if the heroes are all gone, that raises a question, right? Well, yeah. how did they get gone? So I think that that's a good place to uh, to start, right? Rather than have a story where you see all the heroes, see all the heroes, see all the heroes. Oh, then they get gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. start from they're gone. That's, and it's like, what the heck? That's a, you know, that's a dramatic place to start. Yeah. That happened recently. My daughter was reading something. She didn't like that. And I, I was like, you know, that's, that, I've been saying that a lot lately. Well, you know what? She needs to learn to accept different t- forms of storytelling. Free her mind. She does. I, I showed her the, the teaser video for Afterlife with Archie. You know, she's been reading some of the Archie books, and they're doing that zombie Archie story. She didn't really like that so much. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Because, like, and, and you see, like, hot dog, Jughead's dog, you know, something happens to him. He's, you know, there's blood and, <laughs> and they turn into zombies or something. I think it's crazy. I'm totally going to read that. But my daughter's probably not going to read that. So something's going to happen. The heroes are gone. 
and Grod is going to step up. So, yeah. so basically, he's going to come out of the jungle or wherever, and then he's going to try to take over the world, put on Flash's costume. No, run around. Not, nope, not at all. Because it wouldn't fit him. Well, no, maybe maybe it could. It wouldn't be a good fit. Kind of tight. Yeah, it would be. He's overweight. He's just big boned. No, no. I mean, I think gorillas probably store quite a bit of uh, luggage. So, like bananas, like fattening. A lot of potassium. Yeah, a lot of potassium, but I don't know <laughs> if that that would add to the belly. I don't know. Maybe um, maybe we'll find out in Flash twenty three point one. I don't want to spoil it, but Grodd uh, definitely has uh, an axe to grind. And he may or may not grind it in Central City. Does uh, the Grodd New 52, is he, he still eating brains? Um, if, if, it, if it comes up, if the opportunity to eat the brains comes up, he would. Because I remember in, when Paul Cornell was doing Action Comics... With the like the Lex Luthor arc, and Grodd appeared, and I remember he like he, I think he took like a spoon out and was gonna eat like someone's brain. Well, in in uh, issue was it eight or nine when Grodd appears, he we inter- we are introduced to Grodd eating his dad's brain. So. That's right. Yeah, it'd be kind of gross. It might be delicious. Maybe. I don't know. All right, and then on September eighteenth, so it's almost like. It's like, what, three weeks in a row? Consecutive weeks? Bam, bam, bam. And so these, these I'm assuming these are all written and everything, right? Because they're probably mm-hmm. all like gone to print or whatever. Yep. So um, you're doing this with Patrick Zerker? Yeah, so Grodd is, uh, I, I wrote that one solo with, and Chris Batista uh, did the art. And then Reverse Flash, Francis and I wrote and Scott Hepburn did the art. And then The Rogues is uh, a solo writing uh, by myself with uh, Patch. Mm-hmm. And it you know, looks awesome. He's also doing the, um, the art for the miniseries, the Forever Evil Rogues Rebellion miniseries that I'm writing. Hmm. Interesting, because I know he's been doing like some Valiant stuff. So yeah. I guess, guess you guys kind of stole him. I'm not in charge of any of that stuff. I don't do any stealing, except hearts, because I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. So the rogues have their rules and their way of doing business. So what do they think of the secret society's claims that the Justice League is dead and that the world's villains need to unite? It's a culture clash that won't end quietly. This is true. See, because that makes perfect sense. So I don't know much about the secret society a super villains, you know, we're, because we're, it's a secret. Yeah, we're 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 just slowly finding out bits and pieces there. You know, we're we're seeing that dude, whatever his name is, uh, with the the hat, like controlling things and luring other people. So yeah. I I could see that the the rogues they'd be like, yeah, screw you, buddy. It's like you know we got our own thing going here. Well, what do we know about the rogues? The rogues aren't they don't they don't want to take over the world. They don't, you know, they don't have any master plan. They want to rob and steal. They're all about the score and then they want to party and drink beer and relax. They don't want to run the world. 
So anybody who says, hey, villains, let's get together and rule the world, they're going to be like, screw you, man. Is there still going to be some like uh, conflict over leadership? Well, that seems like that would be there would be a natural conflict if there were villains out there that wanted to rule the world. Well, I'm, I'm talking about Justin the Rogues because that, that's the last time we saw him. That conflict gets resolved. Okay. The, the glider uh, cold conflict gets resolved in, in this one shot. Okay. I won't ask who wins even though Captain, Cold, Captain Cold's front and center, but that doesn't mean anything. I won't tell you. One thing I, I did notice on all three to point one covers that Barry Allen's like in the same pose. It, that may or may not have been one drawing that they repurposed. It looks like it. He's just sitting there like, Ugh. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to say. Have you seen the, are, are the covers even, are they even printed yet? I have seen samples of the 3D covers and they look freaking awesome. I've been hearing some stuff that like, that there may not be enough, like that they may have allocated. And I know this isn't any, you know, anything to do with you. Yeah, you know what? I mean, there's some people who will try to spin anything to, you know, to to go flamey and negative. Um, you know, at first it was, why are they doing 3D covers? That's a gimmick, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, why aren't there enough 3D covers? So, you know, you're not going to make people happy. Like, there's somebody out there who's going to bitch and moan about whatever happens. What, so I, I think the latest today was that there's not enough materials to make more covers. Yeah, it's like. Uh, so I guess it's like special 3D like, paper, like, uh, space know, age Tupperware. It, it, it looks pretty special. I'm I'm excited. I think it's made out of adamantium vibranium, but, but I'm not sure. But they they can't reveal that because that's like Marvel property products, right? Uh, what I found out just the other day, I wasn't even aware that that there was also going to be regular covers. Like yeah. non 3D covers. I don't remember ever hearing about well, I, that. I think I think well, you know what what I think, which I have no, I have no inside knowledge of. But what it's possible that they, they ordered people ordered more than than what they were capable of making because of the supplies. So they had they probably had to go to that. Because uh, I, I go to a couple different shops, and and one of the shops was just like, I just found out that I have to put in my order for the the regular covers like today. And I, and I was like, I didn't even know there were regular covers because it seemed like so all of these are going to be three ninety nine. You know, your regular covers were not going to be three ninety nine. I say I don't know. I mean, because well, the, the Flash is normally isn't that a two ninety nine book? Yes. Because uh, according to the solicits on DCComics dot com, they're all three ninety nine. Yeah, but those are for the three D covers. Yeah, uh, you, you should do a little more research, sir, before you say for certain. Well, that's what I'm just telling you that that all the covers are three ninety nine. Although I, I guess the question is, what happens to a regular three ninety nine book if that's going to be four ninety nine or if they're all three ninety nine? So, anyways, it, it seems like they may you may some people may have a choice of getting a non three D cover for the regular price, but I'm kind of looking at it as like I, I'm I'm kind of curious to see. Yeah, it's a gimmick, you know, whatever. But I I I'm okay with that. As long as it doesn't turn into '90s and we start getting these, you know, month after month, they look really cool, man. That, I'm that's just telling you. Yeah, I, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to see them, and I'm, I'm fine with for one month making, you know, even if I guess that's. Well, I mean, what, what's the worst? That's fifty-two dollars more I would be spending, you know, if, if I'm paying a dollar more for every every comic. 
Right. And I understand that for some people that might be a lot, but with the amount of comics I buy already, you know, if you put it in, in that, you know, it's it's not going to be that much. Right. Well, I mean, look, it is what it is. Like, this is what's happening in September. Hopefully, there are people out there that are excited about it, who who want the product, and who will support it, you know? Yeah. But, I, again, from the retailer's perspective, this is where they're, they're having problems, where it's like, how many do you order of e- each title? You know, let, me, it, let me just ask, uh, you know, ask you, uh, uh, Mr. Fake Retailer, you being like, as if you're the retailer, like, how many would you normally be ordering for, you know, how many did you order for uh, August of a given book and how many are you ordering for the September event? See, that, that, that's, a big, that's a big question. So let, let's say, okay, I, I, go, I own my, my little shop. I, I normally get 62 copies of The Flash for, you know, that's, that's how many of the, the August issue 23 now okay. with with grod and with reverse flash and with the rogues do you still order 62 copies of each of those because there's going to be some readers that you know if, if they can only get or they can only spend you know 20 dollars a month on their comics you know whatever their pull list or they can only get 13 comics a month well maybe you don't maybe maybe you but like okay so does that mean you're splitting up 62 three ways or are you, you know, getting 120 and getting 40 of each? Or are you getting 90? You know what I mean? That, that's a big question for the retailers. It's, it's like they need to try to do some sort of calculation. And, that, you know, I, what it really comes down to, it, it's going to depend on the character and the creative team. Because, like, in, in, in some books, I mean, at least with The Flash, you're involved with all, all, all three of the point one issues. Word. And but with, with some of the other ones, I mean, some, some books – aren't just going to have any, any titles like Green Lantern Court isn't going to have a 23.1, but the flash is going to have point one, two, three, and four. No, three, one, two, and three. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I thought there was a fourth one. I don't believe so. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's really going to depend. And that that's, that's just for, from a retailer's perspective, they're probably like, how many do I order of this? Because again, if someone's saying I'm getting this book for Barry Allen, I don't know if if I want to you know see about the rogues. Even though obviously if they're reading the book, here's my question. Okay, because now everyone's upset about there's not enough allocation, <coughs> right? So the people, I mean, it seems like people already ordered a lot, right? Mm-hmm. More than are available, so they've created a demand for something. So they've kind of ensured that the books will get sold. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. They're going to get sold. You know, the retailers will be ordering them, but then they may not get sold in the individual comic shops. So these retailers may get you, stuck. You don't, you don't think because of the of the you know the limited allocation that, that the sell through will be pretty good? It all all depends. If if someone is on a budget, you know, if if they can only spend thirty bucks a month or you know whatever, you know, let's let's say sixty bucks. You know, they're spending twenty bucks a week. They they may not be able to. You know. now my question is: In zero month last year, uh, you know, uh, were sales up across, you know, across the board for the zeros? Maybe. I think they were. Yeah, I think they were too. But see, that that's a little different because you have the Flash zero, you have the bat, you have Batman zero, you have you know Just Leave America zero. You know, it it, it that's more of a direct continuation versus you know what if someone doesn't really like Gorilla Grodd? 
Are, are they still going to get it? Because, like, well, it, it is still a flash you know book. If they don't get it, I will take that as a personal affront. I'm, I'm just, just, just saying. I won't, if you don't get Grodd, I won't sign your books. Or you should make a sign for that. <laughs> Since you, you need a new sign anyways. You're using that same sign that you've, you've been using forever. I have to get a new one. It broke. My sign broke. Your sign broke? A piece of cardboard? No, the standy, my my banner standy thing broke. So, anyways, what I'm I'm saying is, retailers are going to have to make that choice. They, they I, one, they really need to know their customers. You know, if if a customer has a pull list, they should know whether or not they're going to want all these point one books. But then, if they're if they're ordering, you know, five extra copies, ten extra copies, whatever for the shelves, they would have to decide: Do I still want to order five or ten extra copies of this book? With the character, because I mean, there's like some of I, like some of the Justice League ones. There's one character I'm just like I think it was like Icicle or something like that. It's like yeah, I don't know if if I yeah, I, obviously I'm gonna get it, but you know, there, every person might might not really care who Icicle is in the New Fifty Two. Right now, granted, if if that's the case, they could be missing out on something really cool. But let me just say that that you know, it's not it's not like the the guys the sh- uh, who uh, own the shops and are doing the ordering are stupid. Like they know their business. You know they're in business. They're, hopefully they're successful, and so you know I imagine that their judgment calls are probably pretty close to the way it's going to play out. I I just think some might under order to play it safe. Yeah. You know, so then there could be that demand where people might be like, "Oh, I wanted to get all this books," and it's like, "Sorry." He who dares wins. That's why you got to have a pull list at your comic store. It'll let them know what you want. So I don't know. I want pulled pork now. Pork? Pulled pork. Mm. You know, pull a pork? Pulled pork sandwich? Mm. All right, so that is the Villains Month. That is the Villains Month. And then... Wait, hey, in, I also, in September, I have I have uh, Black Bat and I have uh, we, a book. We, we talked about Black Bat already. I know, but I have one more book coming out that month. Executive Assistant Iris. That is correct, for See. Aspen. My pals at Aspen. See, I knew that. I read the first couple issues. Who was the man? The man, the brains behind Executive Assistant Iris? One of the brain trusts that created Executive Assistant Iris? Uh, I don't remember. He's sitting right next to me, David Wall. Oh, because I remember when it came out. Because I remember we, I, I, I'm trying to think if, if, I mean, I know we reviewed the first, at least the first issue. And I think like we did like a preview thing before it came out. Well, you know, in, in your defense, I'm writing volume four, so there've been uh, yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah, there's been a few iterations. Yeah, I, I remember when it came out because I remember sitting at the old office. I, I remember seeing it on the computer screen. I remember coming back from the comic store with the comic. Right. Because I, I think Sarah reviewed it. Okay. But I, I remember buying that that issue. And then saying, here you go, Sarah. David has confirmed that Sarah did review it. Yeah, see? I remember the review. See? Yeah. I, I know what's going on, on on the site. All right. So now it kind of seems like they're taking a big gamble here by having you write it. What's the gamble? That's going to suck? <laughs> what do you know about a, a executive assistant Iris? What is I, your take I on her? I know how to read. What? I said I know how to read. So what's your take on her? How is this? What what is the selling point for Brian Bucciolato's take on her 
compared to the other three volumes? It's like, you know, it's like a new 52. No. Um, That's trademark, man. It, it's the new one. Um, it's a new style? No. I mean, it's just the main character, Iris, has been through an awful lot in the three volumes that uh, she's been around. There's also, like, I think a, an assassin's ongoing. So, like, that world has been fully fleshed out, and uh, the uh, the character of Iris, um, executive assist- to be an executive assistant is like this, what I, what I think is, is uh, akin to being a, a samurai. It's like an honorable position that requires a lot of training and a lot of specialized skill and, and all this stuff. Like, you don't just apply, you know what I mean? You have to go through the school, and it's it's... It's a lot you have to go through to become an executive assistant, you know, and you're paid well, and you should be rewarded with a with a, an employer who you know who honors you, and uh, you know, like that's the world that should be. Unfortunately for Iris, she's been betrayed many times uh, by her uh, her employers over the course of you know the series, and so uh, I'm picking up from the standpoint of she's tired of the status quo. She's tired of not having an employer she can believe in, and so. Uh, she's looking for a reason to uh, believe in uh, in uh, in someone, and uh, she's looking for something which she will find through the course of the series. And that's uh, also uh, the one for one. First issue is a book. First issue is a book. So hopefully, you know, or ten for ten. I guess, is ten for ten. Yeah, it is the. I think the ninth out of the ten for ten. It's one of the latter ten for tens, but yes. Um, so it's a dollar issue, and I'm hoping people give it a shot. Um, I really enjoyed uh, writing uh, writing her, and I think I have an interesting uh, place for the story to go. That's uh, I think true to the spirit of Executive Assistant for those of you who are fans of the series, uh, but offers you know just a sort of a, a different take on it, um, uh, a different angle. Like she she's not a young girl anymore who you know who is making her bones. She's uh, she's sort of like a legend in the making, and uh, it's really about what she wants and and you know her finding meaning in life. So, okay, so is this uh, new ongoing? No, I mean uh, Aspen doesn't doesn't uh, really do the uh, the ongoing uh, thing. I think they've only had one book, which is Assassins, that is an actual ongoing. They like to do them in volumes. Uh, I think that's sort of a, a tried and true method for smaller in- indie publishers. Like you almost have to. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's easier to to well, to, to digest. Well, and all, and all you got to do is, I mean, you know, from a from a uh, business standpoint, just look at the numbers every month that are published. Like all books have an attrition rate, you know, unless it's like Batman or or like you know the, the scant few books that that maintain most. Just the the sales erode over time. So, you know, after issue six, seven, eight, nine, you know, like you you probably have lost quite a bit of sales. And it's just the way it is. It's the way the it's the way the the, uh, the industry works. So, in a lot of ways, you have to sort of uh, you know finish a storyline, finish a volume, or regroup, and then launch a new story and give you know give it like a sort of that injection of a new number one and a new you know uh, it's just the way it is. So, this is a five issue story arc that I am uh, writing. Okay. Did you know there is a Facebook page for Executive uh, Assistant Iris? Have you liked it? I don't know. Oh man, should check that. Maybe I will. Why you gotta call me out? Because <laughs> see, by the time people listen to this, you'll have time to have gone to, to Facebook and find a page 
and well, like then I, should, I should just say yes of course i liked it yeah see i liked it like a month ago <laughs> you, so now you just have to remember to actually like it or i could be doing it right now yeah all right so i will tell you what what day does that come out you don't know nah, i have no idea oh, come on man what i know it's in september but it's it's part of butch timber yeah no but I've been trying to say because I, I was going to say it's like all right I, I will review. You know what? I, I already liked it. See, I didn't even have to press the button. <laughs> all right, let's see. Hmm. My my screen it hasn't changed the number of likes. Yeah, I'm, I promise you. I'm in, I, in in the past or something. I already liked it. Oh, you you already liked it before is what you're yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whenever this comes out. It, hopefully, I'll find out since you don't know, and I'll I'll review that first issue. Right. I make I'll make you that 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 promise right now, and, and now I can't go back on it. What's the promise? Then I'm going to review it. I'm oh. telling you, I'm going to okay. review it for you. You can't bring Sarah back for one review. I don't even know where Sarah's at. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, going back to the Flash. Yes. So issue twenty four. Barry's battle against the reverse Flash ends with major revelations and the Flash facing an impossible challenge. Yes? I'm sorry. This is 24? This is 24, yeah. October 23rd. Barry's battle against reverse Flash ends. Mm-hmm. Major revelations. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought those revelations were all in the 23.2, but I guess there's more. And in the Flash faces an impossible challenge. Wow. I don't know about all that. <laughs> have you written this yet? <laughs> I did not write. Well, yeah. Have you written issues? <laughs> I'm saying. No. Uh, I didn't write the solicitation. <laughs> Maybe they just write the solicitations in advance. They're like, okay, here you go. This is what you got to do. I don't know. Maybe we plan to have some major challenge. Or Can you read it again? One more <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Barry's battle against Reverse Flash ends with Correct. major revelations uh-huh. and the Flash facing an impossible challenge. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? I, I should look at the other ones. Um, so on the DC Comics webpage, you know, people can add comments mm-hmm. on, on the solicits. Sometimes they're, you know, it's 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 kind of interesting comments. You know, internet comments, whatever. But so here's I'm sure they're flattering. Well here here's one. Um it says is it me? I, I can't read the person's name. It's it's like other characters. It says is it me or is or wait. Is it me or this reverse flash takes a little bit after black flash? So right away there it's not really So are you calling out this person for their bad grammar? Is that the point of Anyway, whomever this moniker belongs to now it better be big. So is either talking to you, Brian Bucciolato, co-writer of Flesh? My response to that is, or what? My future wi- villain's wish list, which has nothing to do with the reverse Flash, I'm assuming here. Abracadabra, Cicada, Double Down. Yeah, and he's also a Wally West fan. Those are all Wally West. Uh, but then films. here's one. Danny West? Question mark. Possible. Manfred Moda. Murmur. As mm-hmm. police procedural tie-in. And last but not least, the top. So that's their 
character wish list. And thank you for sharing with me. Um, and here's one. See, because I don't know if you see what the people say. It would. This is from someone named Raphael. It would be interesting if the revelation was that our Flash was in fact Wally. And then the next person comments says they will reveal who it is in September's issue. Is that true? Yes, yeah, twenty three. You find out who Reverse Flash is. Twenty three point two. No, twenty three. Twenty three. August issue. You find out who Reverse Flash. So, is. like next week's issue. Yes. Oh, then it, may, I should put a comment here. There ain't no more mystery after that. Um. Oh, then some says, "Don't worry, Xavier. They already announced in an interview that it isn't going to be Wally West. My guess is Wally's going to be is going I be the Flash in the upcoming." Justice League 3000 because he has the ginger hair and blue eyes. You know anything about Justice League 3000? I'm not asking you about that. I'm not going to comment on any of it. I'm saying, do you know anything about Justice League 3000? Or is um, it, is I it? know that 3000 is probably means the year, and I'm familiar with the group called the Justice League. That, that's weird because you know they made that announcement um, in June, but Justice League 3000. There hasn't been a peep since. Because I guess they're all. DC in general is off focus. Maybe it's going to come out in 3000. Maybe. But I think they're off. I don't even know if they had a release date. I'm trying to make, cause I, I, I know I did an interview for I that. I think the release date got moved. I mean, it, it was what I was going to say, because it seems like, I mean, it, I, I, it kind of would be a good idea if they pushed it back, because obviously now everything's on, you know, Villains Month and Forever Evil, and I just think if they tried throwing in, here's a new series set in the future that may or may not have ties to the present or anything like that. I, I think that would be kind of crazy yeah it would be so um so your your um the the rogues miniseries thing mm-hmm. it, is that gonna have you probably don't know i don't know why i'm asking you is that gonna have the new 52 logo on the cover i don't see why it wouldn't because it the new 52 is the, the 52 ongoing titles i don't know i mean is this the first – is Forever Evil the first event in the New 52? The first uh, – Big event because, I mean, you, you, you know, you've had the self-contained events like Trinity War and the Batman, you know, Death of the Family and all that. Yeah. But it's, I believe that, yeah, Forever Evil – because that's going to be – I think it's an eight-issue miniseries. I could be wrong. I think it's eight issues. So that's going to be – because there really hasn't been any miniseries – in the new 52. Because there was a Huntress one that I don't, I don't think it said new. Fi- I'm I trying to think. It had the new 52 on it. Because that was like the big question is like, is this tied to new 52 or not? Because I remember that was a big, you know, that was, that was before you know, you knew which, which Huntress it was. If it was right. Bertinelli or um, Helena Wayne. So that, that's why part of me thinks that they wouldn't put it on there because it seems like they've only been putting the new 52 on the ongoing titles, but at the same time, new 52 is like the name of the universe. And, you know, cause people are still complaining. Why are they still calling it new 52? It's not new, but I, I think you, know, you, you have to keep it there. Cause that's just what it is. Right. And cause like with the, cause like, like Jimmy Palmiotti and Justin Gray have been doing like the, the freedom fighters, like all those characters, like the Ray and human bomb or whatever, where those aren't necessarily, in the, the new 52 universe, I mm-hmm. think so. Right. That's what I'm saying that I, I would think that they, they're not going to put it on there, but I think that they should put it on there. 
But then if they they they, they got to have the new fifty two on Forever Evil, so maybe that's going to like change this logic that people are probably like shut up. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I think it. it my my take is not that DC cares. It it, it should be under. I think it should be too. How about I that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think DC cares as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that they will make it an informed decision. Tony said they should put it under. And it will have nothing to do with Tony G. Yeah. Like who? Uh, so when's that, that series come out? Or is that, what? Comes out in October. Okay. So that, that's the solicits for that should be out then. Yeah, they are. All right. Um, see, because you know I don't always look at the solicits. Like Forever, Forever Evil um, number one comes out in September, and then Forever Evil two comes out in October, and issue one of Rogue's Rebellion number one comes out in October, as do the other minis, Forever yeah. Evil related ones. Yeah. So let's see. Um, yeah. So okay, there's because there's gonna be a Forever Evil Argus, but is that a one shot? No, it's a mini also. Wow, because. There's three of them. There's Arkham Wars. Yeah, and Nine. Rogue's Rebellion. There you go. It's yours. Okay. Argus, I mean, I, I guess that could be interesting. Um, I mean, because, like, for me, I'm curious about how this organization works. And, you know, it's like they're, they're basically good guys, even though, you know, it, it could be questionable some of the things that they do, especially when Amanda Waller's involved. But I, I just wonder, it's like, what, you know, what, what is like the average comic reader who's always struggling with their pull list? Are they going to want to get Forever e- Evil Argus? Because, you know, the, you, you got Steve Trevor on the cover. Okay. And yeah, but I mean, I, I, honestly, I think that, you know, it, it all ties into Forever Evil. So if, you're, if you are one of those people who enjoys events, um, you got to get it. You might be inclined to get it. Yeah. Oh, and looking at solicits, Justice League 3000 is coming out in October. October 2nd. So that answers that question. Um, yeah. Arkham War. Because I, so, so Forever Evil Argus is written by Matt Kint, who seems to be like writing everything or soon. He's going to be writing everything. He's like trying to take stuff away from you. Well, I don't, I mean, I don't think I, I come up in enough conversations for that to be true. Well, look how many books you're doing in September. That's, that's, well, I appreciate that. I'm I'm grateful for it. I want another ongoing, my man. So, well, we got to see. You got to make one. I mean, they're, if they're doing a mini for Argus, you can come up with something better than that. That's my my opinion. So, Arkhamor's Peter Tomasi, Rogue's Rebellion, Rebellion, Brian Butchelato. Yes. This issue so will ship with two what, covers. On, what? What ongoing should I write? I don't know. Uh, we were talking Halle Berry, Helen Berry. Okay. The rogues call no man boss, but a new evil threat might not leave them much choice. Will they fall in line or refuse and risk certain death? The answer will tear the rogues apart. Wouldn't it be cool if I had a character named uh, No Man and he was their boss in that issue? <laughs> they tear him apart. Because they said they call no man boss. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to create a character called No Man and put him in there. And then you say, see, the solicit was right. Yeah. All right. So. It's, it's going to be a fun, a fun uh, miniseries. I'm enjoying it so far. And how many issues? I believe it's five. Okay. 
Maybe maybe if I don't tell anyone, I can make it six. Yeah. Shh. See, so September, is, I mean, October is going to be crazy then. So now, again, okay. looking for the, 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 you know, the poor comic reader. Because you got Forever Evil. So that, that's, oh wait, that's, that's a three ninety nine comic. And then the, the miniseries are each two ninety nine, so that's good. Okay. Um, and then everything else ret- is returning. And then you got Justice League 3000 starting up. So that's two ninety nine, which I'm kind of surprised. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, it's two ninety nine. Okay. So I'm, I'm a little surprised. I thought they would say, oh, it's three ninety nine book. Because then Superman Wonder Woman also comes out. That's on October 9th. That's a three ninety nine book. Because you're, you're, you're paying for the Tony Daniel art and Charles Soule. Yes. Um, and then there's another miniseries, Damien, Son of Batman, which is a three ninety nine book. Uh huh. Um, then there's an Aquaman annual. Um, let's see what else is there? Right now, Superman Unchained, Action Comics annual. It's coming out. So I just, I mean, you're kind of losing me, pal. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just looking for the the average reader who's like struggling to maintain their pull list. Because I get people, they'll they'll like out of the blue, they're like. I, I need to, to adjust my pull list. What should I get rid of? And, and what do I tell them? Uh, you know what? It's use like, best, use your best judgment. That's what you tell them. But it's just like, I don't know what you're reading. And, you know, and it, it really depends on, on who you and, like. But I, I feel like you working this out uh, on this podcast is just killing me inside. Why? I'm looking. Uh, I'm seeing the books coming out. I know but you're working it out like you're sort of like reading and and working it out at my expense. Your expense. It is. <sighs> do you want to do any questions, or yeah. are are you are you done? No, no. I, we have time for questions. If you stop all these internal calculations in your head. No, I'm I'm just I'm informing people. I'm looking at like all these DC books coming out. No, I know what you're doing. I I'm up to speed with what you're doing. I just would rather us do something more fun. Okay. All right. Um, you're you're not going to have an answer for this. This is from Deadpool. You know, this is not Deadpool Attack Guy. This is not a Fialkov uh, podcast, so don't expect answers that make sense. All right, Deadpool ta- Tattoo Guy says I've been reading. You're, you're not up to date with um, Spider Man, right? Absolutely not. Okay, so he's been reading the issues of Avenging Spider-Man since Doc Ock took over, and it looks like he's building Superior Six. Do you think there'll be a force of good or a force of evil? Um, so basically, just what so you know, um, in case you you weren't aware, Brian, I'm aware that that Doc Ock's brain inside of Peter's body, right? Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure because that happened like back in December or something like that. Yeah. So uh, he's been as he's de- been defeating certain villains like. Who is he like? Like the Vulture and and Sandman. He's like locking him up in this like separate place. So he's like he's going after like the original like um, Sinister Six. He's saving him for later. I don't know because he's he's like he's kind of bitter. He's mad at a lot of people. Yeah, but he's probably he's probably gonna have a turn. Peter will get back in in the uh, in the body, kick him out. He'll become Doc Ock, and he'll have all these dudes saved up. We'll see because supposedly 
He got rid of Peter's essence. Okay, where else is this story going to go? Let me just ask you This is how it's going to be forever. That's why people are so upset. This is not forever evil, my friend. I am aware of that. People don't get Peter Parker is going to return. Of course he's going to return. But but they're like so upset. They're so angry at Dan Slott because he's he's doing it. It's like this is a story. Wait, Wait a second. Are you telling me that there are fans out there that are angry at a writer? Yeah, something like that's happening. Next question. There's nowhere to go with that. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's not going to be Superior 6. I don't think that's going to work. Um, Dog says, this is the first post. This one involves you. Uh-oh. So you should listen to this. This is his first post, mm-hmm. what he says. Um, just want to say loving both your podcasts. I was wondering if you could put James and Brian on one of your shows. So he's talking about James Robinson. I'll, I'll be on the show with any James. The, the thing is, last year, you and James were supposed to have a race at San Diego, and that never happened. That's true. Well, were, he's, you know, he's older than me, and I'm, you know, I'm an injury risk. Because the, the whole thing was, who was the better Flash? Jay Garrick or Barry Allen? Because now that, that Jay Garrick has been touched by Mercury in the Earth 2... You know what? Superheroes don't need to compare themselves to each other, so I refuse to race on behalf of Barry. He he wouldn't want me to race. Mm-hmm. They compete all the time, man. It's beneath him. They meet up and then they fight and then they make up. Was the question whether or not we could be on a show together? Yeah. Make it happen. That's the other question. I don't. I haven't heard from James. I I saw him for like like thirty seconds at San Diego because he was only there for like a day. Remember we had lunch at uh, in Seattle. Yeah, Grits? yeah, yeah. That was that was good. He's a gentleman. The old days. Yeah, yeah. he is. He is. I can't remember last time. Um, he was on our on the other podcast because he used to come in like once a month. Well, but, you know, what? make it happen. Okay, use all your powers and all of your skills. All right, I'll see. Like, come on, James. What are you doing now? And you know, if you can't get him, then get uh, Doctor James uh, Tynan. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Um, yeah, so that was D-Bat Dog. Scouts1998. What? what? That, that's the, the, the username. Okay. All right, I guess this one's more for me. It says, have you ever written your own story with dreams of it being published one day? And I believe for you, the answer is yes. I have written stories with dreams of them being published one day. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I've I've... I've never – this seems to come up a lot where I'm finding a lot of people on my side of the industry have aspirations to become comic book writers. You know what's funny? When you said ass, I, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Asperger's. <laughs> well, there, funny if you thought that like, people in your industry had Asperger's. But there, there's a lot of people reporting on comics, I guess, if you want to call what that's yeah. what I'm doing. It's like they want to be actual comic book writers. Well, I think you you see it throughout the the industry with uh, editorial people, com, uh, comic shop owners, uh, pub, you know, publicity people. I mean, I think there's a reason they're drawn to uh, you know to work in this industry, and a lot of times it's because they would love to be a part of it. You know. Yeah. So I, I I've never, I mean, I, yeah, I've I've kind of thought about it, but not like seriously, like like oh, I want to actually do that. So I don't know. Yeah. 
And then, you know, we listen to people like you and you're like, I need another book. So it's like, I don't and know. You know what? I encourage you not to do it. <laughs> so, so you don't have more competition? Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll try to write The Flash. I don't want you to, to, to hand me your first draft and say, tell me what you really think. And then, then what? You'll be blown away? Or no, well, then I'll have to really tell you what I think. You don't know. I don't sugarcoat. It could be the best thing you've ever seen. No, it could be, but very rarely is the first thing somebody writes the maybe, best thing you've ever seen. But maybe I've been writing all, for all, all these years. That you haven't. With these dreams. But maybe I'm just saying that. Because well, then people will be like, oh, why don't you show it off? Then I would be the first person to trumpet your amazing uh, first draft. Mm-hmm. I will shout it from the rooftops. So you're, you're holding me back, Brian. You're squashing my dreams. Well, no, I'm not. You're, you're telling me not to do it because you're saying it's, it's going to blow. That's what you said. You know what? I just I don't believe in you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. King's King of Heart 9374. <laughs> this is a lot of, of first-time people asking questions. So this is first time I ask a question, not new to site, um, new to actually posting, listen to the podcast for about a year, love the podcast videos, keep the good work. Um, and I haven't like pre-read these. So um, oh. how do you and any guest, <laughs> it's not a good question for you, feel about the current Jean Grey? I've never read her in comic form. I only knew her from the old X-Men 90s show and hated how she was portrayed. She was very weak character until becoming the Phoenix. I love this overpowered Omega-level mutant teenager who basically says what we are all thinking. Um, so in case you weren't aware, Brian... I was not. The, the original X-Men have been brought to the present. Yes, actually I was aware of that. And so now we're, we're seeing, you know, she, she was just telekinetic and then they kind of triggered her, her telepathy early. You know, it kind of kicked it in. She didn't really have it before, so she's trying to work on that and... Mm-hmm. Um, is she I, on the Phoenix track? Uh, not necessarily. She she kind of did a little mind manipulation, makes some people think that she was, and then everyone's kind of freaking out. And is is Mastermind in the picture? Well, it was Lady Mastermind. You know his his daughter. I didn't see that coming. The he, his daughter's like this blonde with like this. She wears a shirt that goes down to like her 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 pastor navel. Why don't they just call her Mirror Miss uh, Master? Hmm. Mistress mind? Mistress master Mistress Mind? Mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. So she was there and she was you you messed up my dad and blah 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 and yeah. So I think it's it's I, I like all new X Men. I think it's it's interesting, but uh, I think about it. The the November solicits, because there's this upcoming crossover are you, event. Are you gonna get into solicits again? No. I don't have them up. But the November ones have come out and it doesn't look too good for the all new X Men. Because you know they they can't stick around forever, but you've also got to challenge them. Yeah, send them back to the past. Well, they're actually X Men from the future are coming, saying that they can't be the ones from the past can't be in the present. So it's just gonna be a big mess. A lot of time traveling stuff going on. Yeah. All right, Antonio Stark says it seems to me that almost every assassin type character in comics, Deadpool, Deathstroke, Bullseye, Deadshot, is labeled at some point or another quote-unquote, greatest assassin or the deadliest killer or the best shot or something along those lines. If there was a massive battle between these kinds of characters, all publishers included, who do you think would come out on top? Hmm. So you could have, let's see, Deadpool, Deathstroke, Bullseye, Deadshot. I guess you can throw in Katana. You can throw in Electra, although she got... Yeah. 
she got deaded by uh, Bullseye, so I guess that. Uh, but she came back. She got better. Hmm. Assassin. What's it? What, hmm. I don't know. Honestly, like I would want to say Elektra because I like her the best. She's yeah. really the only assassin character I like. Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, I want her to win. Antonio Starks says he thinks it's Deathstroke. Well, I think DC would think it's Deathstroke as well. Because he says, even with Deadpool's healing factor, I think Slade could find a way to put him down. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've never really been one to, uh, to, to read uh, Deadpool, so I don't really know what his deal is. I mean, Deadpool, basically, you know, he, he's got this big-time healing factor. He, he, his head can get chopped off, and he'll be okay. Yeah. But does that make you a good assassin? See, I mean, that makes you in, invulnerable. But does it make you a good assassin? Well, he's got—I guess he's got the assassin skills. But because he can take a, a licking and keep on ticking, you know, he doesn't. I wouldn't say that it's—it's uh, uh, it's Detective Riggs. Oh, yeah, you think yeah. he's yep. be the best? You see how all those shots he he took in Lethal Weapon mm-hmm. and dislocating his shoulder. You know, he, when he was when he was uh, shooting all the bad guys, when uh, when, when uh, Danny Glover was trying to get his daughter back, and he had he had the uh, if she gonna die, she gonna die with me. No, my way. Remember that? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, let me just do a, a, a couple more because I don't know how your time is. My time is like insane. Um, this is from Momo. Oh my goodness. One 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 nine one. I think that's one. A lot of ones there. Yes. Um. So this is about Man of Steel, which I assume you have seen. I have seen. Okay. So Momo one 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 nine one says, "Do you think it was the right call to let Superman kill Zod in Man of Steel? Wouldn't it have been better to just have an alt, have an alternate scene that shows him showing mercy like he always does." And beat a bigger man. I feel that Hollywood enjoys pushing the envelope in order to be edgy, but if there's one hero to not do that with, it's Superman. The whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth, not to mention his moral compass was shaky from the start. I actually, I actually feel the opposite way, that, that uh, Hollywood uh, is not very uh, edgy when it comes to that stuff. And so, you know, I, I think people think of Batman, so they think all comic book movies and all... You know that, that Hollywood's used to taking all these chances and, and being edgy, but I don't think that's really true. I don't know. I mean, because so you got Superman killing, you got Batman killing. Um, I'm sure Green Lantern's killed in, in his movie. Wolverine. Can you be sure kills. of that. Hmm. How can you be sure of that? What, what, what happened? What happened to Hector Hammond? Did he live? I can't remember it in that movie. He killed Parallax. Sort of, maybe. Did okay, okay. As far as Man of Steel goes, though, um, like to, to me, the problem isn't so much that that he killed Zod; is that they kind of threw it in there at the last minute. Like, I, I don't feel like it was sufficiently set up. You know what I mean? Because, because basically, Zod kills 185,000 people and does a bazillion dollars worth of damage to uh, Metropolis. But it's only now when he's threatening to kill the one family in the train station. Now it's time to take the life. Like that's where it gets, I think, a little bit unearned. Yeah. 
but I, I think there was you know there was a way to do that a little bit better that could have uh, um, that could have been more satisfying. Yeah, because, I mean, look, look, I mean, I mean, they had the facts were there. Zod was created to be one thing, and when that was taken away from him, you know, uh, he had nothing left, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it makes sense why why he would never stop, and so and so that's why you know Superman had to kill him. Like, it makes sense to me. I just feel like the way it played out wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I've talked about this before, so I you know I probably shouldn't go into it too much, but. I just didn't feel it was necessary and I get why he did it and that there could be, you know, follow up with this in the next movie, you know, him dealing with this and maybe this is what makes him decide that he's never going to kill. But I just, it, it just bothers me now. Cause you know, you're, you're getting this new generation of fans, you know, that, that maybe this is their first real interaction with Superman. And then it's just like, Oh, he, he kills, you know, if it comes down to it, he'll kill, which you know that that's one thing, but it's like Superman's supposed to be better than than us. Who did Batman kill? Did Batman kill uh, Bane? No, he's he's, Who he's did Batman kill in the movie. He's, he's let people fall or kill and no. And in, in those movies, who did he kill? I don't know. He didn't kill anybody. He killed Harvey Dent. He, he took, didn't kill Harvey Dent. He took the blame for it. The world he took the blame for it. He didn't do it. What about Talia? She died. Yeah, but did he kill her? I don't know. I'm sure he's killed. I don't think he's killed. You know what? You, sh- you should uh, ask somebody who, ha- who watches those movies over and over again. I can't remember, but I don't think he's killed. I don't know. So, but That's the whole thing with the, in the Joker movie, right? Like that's the one thing he won't do to stop the Joker is kill him. I mean, because he, he's killed in the other movies, like, like Michael Keaton. You know, yeah, well, okay, well, let's discount those, because... This is the, this is not that's not part part of the current film superhero uh, pantheon. I don't know what you want to call it. Franchise. This is like a new world order. The guy's talking about you know now now the movies are doing this and they're too gritty and they're they're pushing the envelope. So I guess that wouldn't apply. Maybe I don't. I don't oh, I'm trying to think. Like the first one. Well, I, I don't know. I guess what it comes down to, like with Rachel Ghoul, I think he even says that. I think he says something like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you or something like that. You know, like when, when Wayne Manor is like all in flames and so he, he, he lets Rachel Ghoul die. So Walter White let Jane die. We're not talking about that. I am. I don't know. I just I just don't think. Superman needed to kill. I don't think they needed to go there. I think I think they could have solved it without without the death. Absolutely. Uh, I don't necessarily have a problem with the choice if they would have done it better. Yeah. And and the whole thing about the hundred and eighty five thousand people you said that were killed, you didn't even see them. There there's like the only, the only almost casualty was that Jenny, who got caught under the rubble and they ended up getting her out of there. Um. Yeah, and then then it's like okay, everyone's defeated. Hey, Lois, I'm gonna start kissing you, even though you know almost all of Metropolis is in ruin. And there's other people probably buried. Yeah, I know that was poor, that was in poor taste. <laughs> it's like, come, where's your priorities, Superman? I yeah. guess maybe he wasn't Superman yet. He's he's on road. He was super horny is what he was. I guess. So I don't know. 
Uh, on. Uh, Scouts 1998. Did we already do one? Anyways. Um, recommend one book from each. Marvel Now, including books that were going before, like Hawkeye. Um, I would say for Marvel Now, uh, well, I mean, Hawkeye is good. I, I like FF, although it was just announced that Matt Fraction is leaving FF. But I'd uh, choose that one then because I haven't read any of them. Um, but I mean, Mike Allred's doing art. I love him. And he's, he's still going to be on through issue 16 at least. Um, Daredevil's good. I've heard great things about Daredevil. I have to get around to reading it. Yeah, there's so many to read. It's like I can barely, you know, keep up with everything. And People yeah. need to come to conventions and hand me trades. But even if you have the trades, I'm telling you, it, 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 it doesn't, <laughs> you still may not have time to read those. If I had a trade in my hand, I would find the time. I, 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 don't have, I don't have the initiative to go out and get the issues. But what I'm saying is I go out every week and get like a huge stack of comics and I can barely keep up with, with all That's those. That's you. That's you. That's Tony G. We're talking about me. This is really all about me. But you're writing your Kristen Kruick fan fiction. Mm, only in my mind. All right. What and about a New 52 book? The Flash? I know. I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of good new books. See, so here the problem with this question. No offense, Scouts 1998, but I can't. I mean, assuming you're not this person's not reading anything, you know, it's hard to recommend one book. Right. When, like I say, if if I say The Flash, or if I say Batman, or you know, they may already be reading that. Yeah. Um, Image. Image is, is a hard one because. There's so many different books, like different like sorts of books. Like you know, I like you could say Walking Dead, but you know maybe that's too far going. Or you know you can, what, like Black Science from Rick Remender. You know, I'm assuming that's going to be good. Or you know, there's just so much, so many different ones. Vertigo. Vertigo. There's a lot. Like The Wake is good. Um, I still haven't read Trillium. I haven't read anything. Sorry. I have that sitting on my desk at home, and I haven't had a chance to read it. Um, I love fables. Um, there's Brother Lono. Um, DC or Marvel Digital first. I would say uh, Little Gotham's is good. Uh, Batman 66 is good. What about uh, Kyle's book? Oh, yeah, Batman Beyond. Uh, yeah, Comic Vine gave that a 5 out of 5. Bam, bam. And even did an article, Five Reasons Why You Should Read Batman Beyond 2.0. What, what? Yeah. That was crazy, crazy ending. Good money. Yeah. Um, Valiant, I really like Quantum and um, Woody. But like uh, Archer and Armstrong's good. Exo Man of War is good. Um, this next one, you kind of already addressed this. So I'm going to, I think, I don't know if we'll end with this one. Um, this is Captain Superior Blue. He says, I was curious what your opinion on variant covers was. And do you think they have a positive or negative impact on the comic industry as a whole? To me, it seems like some series are getting way out of hand. So I think you kind of already answered that. Yeah. Or it's something that that you kind of have to do. I think it's a necessary evil for many. Yeah. But see, the other thing is, it's it's not like people are forced to buy the variant covers. Right. They wouldn't do it if it didn't have a positive effect. There are some people that they want to collect all of them. Or if maybe they feel compelled to buy them. Walter White wouldn't be making his blue ice if there wasn't people that were going to buy it. Yeah. So, 
I, I, I like you said, it, it's one way to, for retailers to buy to order more issues, and then they you know they have that incentive of, of selling that rarer variant for more. Right. So, it's an insurance policy for them. Yeah. So there you go. I think we'll end it there. Yeah. Yeah. Hour and a half. Okay. Yeah, it's late. It's really late. <laughs> I got a lot to do still. Yeah, me too, pal. So, Did you do the outro already? No, we're, st- we're still on. Oh, we're still on. Yeah, I can I can do the outro when you're gone, so you don't oh. have to sit and listen to it. Well, nice talking to you, sir. Yeah, and nice uh, being on again. Yeah. So, Black Bat. People need to get Black Bat number five. Black Bat. Do you need to get Executive Assistant Iris number one? Yes. Because it's only a dollar. That's uh, true. They need to get. The Flash, 23.1.2.3. And that's it, huh? Well, you can get lots of other comics as well. Yeah, but those are the important ones. Well, to me. <laughs> you got you to feed your kid. Hey, I got to feed my... I got kids to feed. Yeah. Kids? No, I got mouths to feed. All right, Brian. All right. Pleasure as always. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll do this again. All righty, sir. Take care. All right. Down with Fialkov. <laughs> Have you guys fight and and Labdell? Yeah, t- tell him to get a wardrobe. Okay, all right, all right. So, if you have questions, um, there's, I think there's some SG man. So, uh, one place you can ask questions, and I didn't get to these. Um, there's just a couple on Twitter. So, my Twitter is G Man from Heck. Use the hashtag Ask G Man, all one word. Um, you can get your questions answered there. Um, actually, I do one. DJ Fanco asks a question. Where did you get the framed comic book art that hangs in your home? So when I do the Ask and You Shall Receive answers videos, um, you know, I usually do this for my home office. And there, I in, in the past, I had in one frame, I had a – I don't remember what issue it was. It was a Jim Lee. It was Batman and Superman where you know, Superman's control – it was from Hush controlling – controlled by Poison Ivy. So I have a, a the regular comic and then like a black and white sketch ver- version um, signed by Jim Lee. So I had that hanging there. But now I have uh, Batman number one and then the, the black, Batman black and white rare um, number one that I got signed by Scott Snyder. So I have that hanging. Basically, all I did is I just put two comics in a frame. That, that's like, so it just I just put regular issues in there. It is probably um, not the most efficient way to do it. Because I believe when you're, you know, framing high quality art, you know, you don't want the art actually touching the glass. You want to get a mat to, to kind of keep it, you know, buffered a little bit and all that. But I just like, I think it looks cool. So I just put them on there. Definitely, if you are going to hang up any comic, whether it's original art or comic books, you want to make sure it is not um, ever sitting in direct sunlight, uh, you know, if, if, if it's by window, you want to, you know, make sure the blinds are closed during the day if you're not there. Otherwise, because over time, the sunlight will fade to comics. If you ever see like some like a display in, in storefronts, a lot of times you'll see that they're just like faded to heck. And it's because that sunlight, it's kind of like when you're out in the sun, it, it fades your skin, even though it darkens it. So don't put your your art in, in the sunlight. Um, I'll just do one more since there's another um, Twitter question from uh, Chatham Hotel, um, Chatham 96. 
says, I wanted to buy the 2008 series Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, but it's so expensive. Do you know why? I, I do, I'd have to look into specifically why, but a lot of times what happens is these books go out of print. So then the reason it's so expensive is because it's not still being printed. So there, there's less copies out there. So then the people that do own it, they're like, hey, um, I, you know, I'd like to make some money whenever possible. So I'm going to sell this for a little bit, you know, more, more expensive for, you know, higher price. That's just the way the marketplace works. You know, it's supply and demand is what it comes down to. You could try Comixology to see if they're in there. I'm, I'm, I thought recently there was some sort of like um, Guardians of the Galaxy sale where a lot of times they'll, they'll mark the issues down to 99 cents. Um, Tom Brevort on his Tumblr, a lot of people ask him questions. And I think someone recently asked him if there is any plans to reprint it. And he's like, probably... Um, you know what it comes down to with the movie coming out even though the 2008 series is not the exact incarnation that we have now as we get closer to the movie they're going to be releasing all that um actually maybe the question was about the the original guardians of the galaxy from the future but i would imagine that stuff's going to get get reprinted or collected you know you'll see nice new trades for that um as far as other questions, you can also go to the general discussion forum. Um, look for that. There's a pin thread, Ask G-Man Video Questions, so you can post questions there. Um, as I mentioned, I, I'm, I'm going on a probably like a every other week cycle schedule for the Ask and You Shall Receive uh, answers, where I will take a couple of your, your questions and then just answer it in video format. Sometimes it's easier in video because, you know, you, it's more visual so you can throw things up there and just listen to me ramble there. Or I will answer the questions here. Um, as far as the the other other weeks when I'm not posting to Ask Me Show Receives, I'm going to try to keep up the, the spoilers classics. So like the last one I posted was uh, um, Jimmy Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. So we're Jimmy... Turn Superman into a supercomputer. So you can check that out. Um, as far as this week, so we did not have a regular podcast last week, last Friday. I was out of the office, so I apologize for that. Um, there will be one this week, um, and I believe Corey will be there for that, and possibly Jen will be on the line. So we'll see. Um, there'll be more off their mind videos coming up, so check those out. Keep asking your questions. Keep listening. Keep reading articles. If you are listening on iTunes, uh, you know, give it a rating. Let me know what you think of this. Um, if you want to write a review, that would be awesome. If you do the Facebook thing, I know some people are just really anti-Facebook. You know, the, there's nothing wrong with Facebook. Just, just monitor what you put out there. You know, don't put all your your personal business up there for the world to see. You know, even if you got the filters, you know. Just just be careful what you put up there. But if you do have Facebook, you can go and like the Facebook page for this podcast. Again, you know, I, I sometimes put clues or you know who's gonna be on the next show and, and, and other information there. So check that out. Just type in Invincibly Supermassive Comic Book Podcast. I'm sure if you just type in Supermassive Podcast, it would come up in the search. So do that. Let me know what you think. So I have the incentive to keep keep doing these podcasts. Put your comments below, um, and you know check out Brian's books, and definitely you know check out the Black Bat. Uh, you know Brian mentioned 
the sales aren't 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 obviously what what he would probably like. And you know, when you have a smaller publisher, you know, not the dynamites like a you know completely small publisher. But this is a character, and you know, it's it's not like um, you know Spider Man where everyone knows who the Black Bat is. So give it give it a shot. See if you can pick up the first four issues. Check out issue five. I think it's really cool. And you know, I'm not just saying that because you know Brian's a, an okay guy. Um, I just I just like how it's it's noir, it's gritty, but it has a completely different feel to it. So it's it's really cool. You know, try to see if you can get the first issue. Check it out. See what you think. All right, that is the podcast for this week. Um, I will be back. I think I mentioned that already. This is the longest outro ever. So we'll have another guest next week. And I will even give you a clue. I shouldn't give you a clue, but I will. It's going to be, um, see, I could give you the obvious, I'll give you the kind of obvious one. It'll be a sort of a, a someone who, who deals with some, some galactic level stuff. So there you go. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. So, so my question, my is, question is, who could it be? We don't, we don't know. And I would like to ask you which comic book best affects you most emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. I'll shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love, I love Alan Davis. I, I, I wasn't a fan of this. Probably I don't like Alan. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two.